This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Vanessa, this is my entire For You page. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, I'm so sad. Why are you sad? Because you're going to leave me soon. <laughs> That's right. I am going into the great beyond, also known as France. <laughs> uh, to be clear, Rachel's not leaving the show. She's just taking a vacation, and I'm uh, perhaps overly attached. <laughs> Imagine if this was how I was announcing my farewell. Actually, Madison, I do have something to tell you now that we're at the red table. It's that I'm not bringing you back anything. Well, we'll always have Paris. Or at least you will. I'll be here. <laughs> as many vacations as you've gone on without me, I feel like this is my chance to get back at you. Miss, I go into the woods once a month and escape the <laughs> internet. <laughs> One time in one year. I'm very excited for you. Uh, I look forward to season three of Emily in Paris. Emilaris in Paris. Uh, Mm -hmm. Emily in Paris. Rachel in France. Yes. (laughs) That rhymes. (laughs) Look, I'm trying. Netflix is trying. I think if you ask the general uh, population of Emily in Paris viewers, they would not know that that title is supposed to be a little rhymey play. I just realized that it's a rhymey play. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> My jaw actually just dropped. <laughs> Wait, I've been saying Emilaris in Paris to you for weeks now. Would you just think I was insane? Yeah, sometimes you just say shit, and I'm like, all right, that's Madison. <laughs> dollar for every person in my life who has at some point said, yeah, sometimes you just say things and I let you and I nod, I would have at least $10. I I mean, I feel like it's a sign of how much we love and respect you. Like, I, I generally assume that you're talking about something. I, I think I think that it's a deficit on my part that I don't know what you're talking about. So I just don't. I'm like, well, I'm not going to reveal that I'm more dumb. I already don't know where musical theater references. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, All right, we've lost the plot. <laughs> Rachel, perhaps the best way to answer those questions would be to ask, uh, which does bring us to the theme of today's episode, because it is a mailbag day. We're opening the mailbag, and it is time for us to answer some of ICYMI guys' burning questions that you've sent to our DMs and our email. Uh, well, congrats on bringing us back to the plot, which is that we have a whole episode of Read Receipts today. <laughs> I want to see the receipts. Mm. Mm. Rachel, I believe you mean rouge receipts. I can't even be mad at that one. <laughs> Thank you. After the break, we will be back answering questions about TikTok sounds, cooking videos, Tumblr, and more. Tired? 
Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we're back. First up, we've got a question from AC asking about a weird and pretty prevalent TikTok sound. Hi, y'all. Love the show. My question is about that TikTok sound that I keep hearing that's like, but Vanessa, I'm a material girl. Um, I know what a material girl is. Obviously, I know where that comes from. But who's Freddy? Why is he on lockdown? Is it because he's a robot? He kind of sounds like a robot. Um, Would love some clarity. Thanks so much. AC, you've come to the right place. Madison, who's Freddy? Why is he on (laughs) lockdown? Is he a robot? It doesn't matter. We're all on lockdown. It's been years, (laughs) Freddy. To start with, we're going to play the audio that AC is talking about. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Vanessa, I'm a material girl. To pick apart this audio, you actually need to know that there are two different trends converging to create this Vanessa, I'm a material girl meme. Uh, That's the only impression you're getting. You're welcome. Near the end of last year, a clip of the song Material Girl, uh, not the one by Madonna, but by Saucy Santana, starts making the rounds on TikTok. People used it to post videos of bits of luxury they were indulging in or jokes about indulging in luxury because TikTok loves earnestness and irony in equal measure. So this could be like someone buying an actual luxury Chanel handbag in a Chanel store, or it could be, you know, for me, the personal height of luxury, which is going to McDonald's to buy myself an afternoon depression Diet Coke. Um, We will talk more about that after the show, but keep going. While this trend was a surging forth, another trend starts emerging over on Gamer Talk. Over there, people are making jokes about a clip from the latest entry in the Five Nights at Freddy's video game series, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. In the game, you wander around a closed mall while being hunted by uh, what I can best describe as murderous, Chuck E. Cheese-esque animatronic robots. That sounds like my fucking nightmare. Chuck E. Cheese scared me as a child, and Chuck E. Cheese-like robots scare me even more as an adult. Rachel, I don't think you need to fear Charles Entertainment Cheese. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) So in that game is a scene where security guard Vanessa confronts the titular Freddy, who is one of the animatronics. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Uh, Officer Vanessa, I I do not know how I got here. Well, you told me. People started playing with this audio, making Freddy respond with just all sorts of answers. Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. Vanessa. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Vanessa, life goes on and on and on and on. 
Vanessa, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. And then somebody finally merges these two trends, giving us Vanessa, I'm a material girl. I had come across this TikTok audio organically and loved it. Had no idea where it came from. I was just like, what a wild world the internet is. And now that I know, I'm still just like, wow, what a wild world the internet is. I love this. It's just another illustration of how rapidly TikTok can iterate on itself and how much TikTokers, to my glee, love to weave together different memes and jokes that come from the app. Sometimes you can only understand TikTok if you are always on TikTok, uh, which does lend itself to the overwhelming feeling that you're always missing something, Just why we're here. Stream I see why am I. Except when we're not, because let's be real, uh, to, to be human is not to be on TikTok 24 hours a day. What do you mean? I just have it always going in the background. I'm worried. I'm really <laughs> glad you're taking that vacation. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Listener Kevin writes... You're probably already looking into this, but what in the world is going on with at the Shaba Kitchen on TikTok? They make that weird grape pasta video and videos of countless other disgusting concoctions, and I need to know what it all means. The incongruous ingredients, the copious amounts of parsley and charcuterie cheeses, the refusal to boil pasta, seven question marks. Are they serious? Is this some kind of kink? No shame. What's happening? Kevin, you've come to the right place. Once again, all of you have come to the right place. I also would like a dollar for every person who over the course of making this show has asked us if a cooking video is secretly a kink thing. The answer is always yes, I'm sorry to say, unless it comes from the Food Network, in which case, if it's a kink, it's by accident. The Shaba Kitchen, however, seems to be trading on the weird videos that emerged sometime during the pandemic that feature a woman, usually, standing behind a beautiful kitchen island. I'm always jealous of their kitchens. And a man is recording her. You only hear him. You never see him. I have never once in my life seen the man recording the video, but he's just encouraging her in a way that is reminiscent of pornography and The Shaba Kitchen specifically is in the genre of a woman cooking in her extremely beautiful kitchen while seemingly her partner films her. And they post unhinged videos like the aforementioned weird grape pasta, which consists of green grapes, brie, bow tie pasta, walnuts, and Parmesan cheese. And I'm just going to slowly pour these into here in our casserole dish. And you're going to want to evenly distribute these, making sure there's none on top of the cheese, and you'll see why in a bit. Now I'm going to take some whole walnuts, and I'm just going to add these right on top of our grapes here, just like that. Can I say something controversial? Oh, God, what are you about to say? It doesn't sound that bad. Oh, my God. It's like a hot chicken salad kind of thing. Madison, this is where your whiteness shows. I right, look, I'm not trying to hide. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the issue with the pasta is less of the ingredients, which I'm not going to say I agree with Madison, but if it was in like a fancy chicken salad at a restaurant, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's that, that the way that they cook this pasta, as listener Kevin points out, is that they combine all of the ingredients beforehand, usually with cream cheese. They, they like cream cheese. Um... And then they stir it all together, 
Keep in mind the pasta is uncooked at this point. There's there's very little water involved. They stir it all together and then they stick it in the oven and then they take it out and when they when they take it out, they always do this like stirring sound and it just always it sounds so wet and I don't like it. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. Shut up, Madison. <laughs> I see the face you're making. You didn't even let me get in my, you know, before they cook it, it's Rasta joke. Uh <laughs> Some of the other non-pasta dishes include a deep-fried avocado with a hard-boiled egg inside and some, let's say, imaginative chicken leg preparations. Uh, Just imagine, like, the most dirty things you could do with a chicken leg. That's pretty much what we're talking about. Okay, maybe don't... We're talking... Listen, I don't trust that our audience won't go too far. It's not that dirty. It is weird. Anyway... Trust them. I believe. (laughs) What's... Fascinating about this specific account is that it only has 12 videos posted, but 10 of them have over a million views, with five of those breaking 10 million views, which lets me know that the Shaba Kitchen knows exactly what it's doing. It's trading on the genre, which I think first emerged on Facebook video. That is where I first encountered Mm -hmm. a lot of these videos. And they were all in the kind of lineage of tasty videos, BuzzFeed tasty videos, um, but BuzzFeed Tasty, while they did use copious amounts of cream cheese, did not seem to be running an at-home porn studio in their house. That we know of. If you know anything <laughs> to the contrary, we, we are listening. Um, yeah, it's true. I actually, the Shopify Kitchen has like a pretty big Facebook arm too with like tens of thousands of followers over there. So it does make sense that this is like the logical conclusion. Uh, so to answer your question, Kevin, <laughs> uh, I feel we have explained to you why this stuff goes viral, which you uh, already had a pretty good hand on. But uh, as we've said before, when it comes to weird food videos, this definitely just might be kink content. And if it's working for you, we're happy for you. No shame in this game. The only shame is if you make this food. And I feel like at least 70% of the views on these videos are all people asking the same questions that Kevin asked. And the other 30% are the ones that were like, no shame in the game. So what you're saying is if I hypothetically had some great brie walnut pasta cooking right now in my oven, I would be shamed? Yes. Cool, cool. Keep that to your... That's an inside thought. After the break, we've got more inside thoughts. We're going to be talking about core memory TikTok and... uh, Well, here's the phrase I never thought I'd say. Horse Plinko Tumblr. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. 
Hey, I see why am I, guys. If you want to support the great journalism Slate does, consider joining Slate Plus. It means you'll get no ads on any Slate podcast, including your favorite one. Oh, come on, don't make me say it. I see why am I. But seriously, this show would not be possible without support, and Slate Plus really does help us keep making episode after episode every week. You'll get bonus segments or extra episodes of shows like Slow Burn and Amicus, Culture Gab Fest. You'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website, access to every article and advice column Slate has to offer, and you'll never, ever hit the paywall. Sign up at slate.com slash ICYMI plus. Again, that's slate.com slash ICYMI plus. All right, we are back with another question. This one comes from listener Molly. Molly asks, I took some time off from the internet to study for the GRE. A, congrats for actually taking time off. B, congrats on taking the GRE. Back to the question. And when I came back to my favorite and only social media platform, Tumblr, Molly, I love you. Everyone was going absolutely nuts about horse Plinko. I think I missed round one of the meme, and now it's completely incomprehensible. Where did it come from? Why did it suddenly get so popular? Is it okay to still be on Tumblr in 2022? I'm putting this in the category of questions that I cannot be certain you did not submit from an alt email, Rachel. (laughs) I would never fake taking the GRE, not even in an email. (laughs) Like, Godspeed to you, Molly. I do need to come clean and tell you that the minute I hear the word Plinko, I immediately hear Macklemore in my head. Why? There's that line in Can't Hold Us where he's like, got that Bob Barker suitcase and Plinko in my style. Money. And I just, it's, it's playing in my head right now. And I, I wanted it playing in your head too. Oh my God, that's what he's saying? What did you think he was saying? I don't know. I think I'm realizing that I don't actually listen to song lyrics. <laughs> I think I just hear sounds and a beat and I'm like, all right, cool, we're going. Because the amount of times you've told me what people are saying in a song and I was just like, what? Like Venom? I'm still not over that. Venom. (laughs) He actually says Venom. Okay, so Rachel, (laughs) I must ask because I, like Molly, have no idea what's going on here. What's Horse Plinko and (laughs) why is it on Tumblr? Okay, so we got to start from the very beginning, which is uh, a gif of a CGI horse falling through a Plinko board. Does that make any more sense? No, but I'm going to make it make sense. Thank you. (laughs) So Plinko is the infamous, famous, Price is Right game of chance, where in which these tokens get dropped down a board with like rows of bumpers throughout and they bounce the token into a random slot at the bottom and there's like money associated. I'm going to be honest, I've never actually watched The Price is Right, so this is all me kind of conjecturing on what Plinko is. We get it, you're young. (laughs) Anyway, so the horse gift has nothing to do originally with Plinko. I know this comes as a shock. (laughs) Continue, please, I beg. It actually comes from a 2017 video made by two students at the University of Minnesota. The video has to do with kind of like simulating the movement of objects, but I I, I cannot emphasize enough that I am not equipped to go any further on the subject of, and I quote, applying the alternating direction method of multipliers optimization algorithm to implicit time integration of elastic bodies. So this is where the knowledge of the original video stops. It's a student video that has to do with people who are much smarter than I am. Go Gophers. (laughs) Why did you know that? 
I just, I just do. Anyway, okay, well, more to discuss after this recording. But the, the, this is also where the internet stops, as in just the GIF, nothing to do with the alternating direction method of multipliers. Nobody is posting this horse animation on Tumblr to get into computer science weeds. They're just laughing at a horse that's tumbling down through some pegs. <laughs> okay, this is actually finally starting to make sense to me. That's mm-hmm. the first sentence you've said where I have nodded my head and gone, ah, mm-hmm. I see now. Yes, horse tumbled down through pegs. Keep that in mind. In 2017, this gif was posted on Tumblr by Fruits of the Web, phenomenal username, and received over 12,000 likes and reblogs between 2017 and 2020, which is like a decent showing, but not a lot. Okay, uh, that was five years ago. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) 2017 was five years ago. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, that was five years ago. Shit starts popping off in August 2021 because somebody takes the gif, realizes what a horse falling through some pegs looks like, Plinko, and adds the phrase, horse Plinko at the top, and importantly, a fire animation at the bottom. (laughs) So it looks like the horse is falling into an incinerator. Again, I'm nodding. This makes sense. (laughs) So (laughs) this version starts popping up on YouTube, Reddit, and Discord for the next few months. But from what I can suss out, deduce, the instance that Molly is specifically referring to is when it popped back up in December of 2021. Because Tumblr user at skull-syrup posted a version of the gif rotated 90 degrees so it looked like the horse was moving from left to right running away from the incinerator rather than falling down to the bottom of the incinerator that post gained a little over 35,000 likes and reblogs in four days if you like me are trying your damnedest to picture a plinko board a horse some flames, the horse running from the flames. We will we will share some of these things on Twitter. Yes. Yes, we will. And that's Horse Plinko. Um, to answer the more important question of is it okay to still be on Tumblr in 2022? The answer is yes. No shame. No shame in this game. Yeah, the only the only shame in the game is uh I don't I'm trying to make a Plinko joke and I can't get there. All right, you're in <laughs> luck. No pun. <laughs> yes, Christmas came early. <laughs> really early. Um, Now that Horse Plinko is out of the way, though, let's wrap things up with a question from listener Ryan about core memory TikTok. Hey, all. I'm just wondering what's going on with all these TikTok videos with core memory and the inside out music playing. They're weird and a little annoying. I have noticed this, the phrase core memory becoming part of the TikTok lexicon along with Material Girl, but I didn't actually know there was a trend associated with it. Yeah, I mean, look, Ryan, I get it. This is so earnest, it is physically painful. Mm-hmm. Um, however, apparently, I'm just aging at a rapid rate because I, I find it kind of sweet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> look, I am who I am. What Ryan's talking about is a genre of video where people post what are called their core memories. Like, I've seen, you know, videos of a woman who, like, gets her law degree or somebody getting engaged. Way, way, way too many gender reveals. It's weird to have a party about your kid's genitalia, but okay. Oh, what? How is that? Whose core memory? Is that the core memory for the parents or for the child? When you said gender reveal, I was like, oh, my God, trans people coming out. But no. 
No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, core memory for the parents. So the phrase itself comes from the movie Inside Out, uh, which uh, Ryan alluded to, where core memories are major events in a person's life and those memories define who we are. The plot of the movie is that the core memories are gone. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Mindy Kaling, help. I got to say, all these core memories sound really happy. And I feel like my core memories are not not happy. We can unpack that. We've got a lot of things we're up- unpacking off mic after this show. I don't know <laughs> what it is about the mailbag, but we are just wilding today. So the videos themselves have one of two songs usually playing. So one option is a piano piece by musician Dorian Marco. Here's that. Or the other song, and this one's my favorite, is the song Bundle of Joy from the Inside Out soundtrack. Uh, Though, interestingly enough, it does seem like there are two versions of the Inside Out track going around, one of which is a little slowed down and pitched a little lower than the real version, probably to skirt around copyrights. As we've said many times on the show, TikTok does make it tough to find the starting point for a trend, but there are tons of videos from the last, let's say, month where this really takes off. And honestly, it's not much more than, you know, a trend that sits squarely in one of TikTok's favorite places and one of the best growth hacks on the app, which is being genuine and almost embarrassingly sincere. Also, importantly, if your core memories are things like weddings, engagements, gender reveals, you probably dressed up for it and you look nice. So it's a good way to show people you looking your best. Again, my core memory is not me looking my best. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of, what was that trend we talked about? Was it future self or former self? Oh, yeah. It was like past self or some shit like that. Past self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like writing open letters to Mm -hmm. little tiny you who hasn't grown up and figured things out yet. Yeah. Same, same mm-hmm. sort of heartstring tug. Uh, that song, that whatever song played on there was really sad. I loved it. Wow. We absolutely have to end here because Rachel just admitted she genuinely liked something earnest on TikTok. We will catch you in our next episode. All right, that was the very chaotic show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's the best way to never miss more chaos. Maybe next time we will actually delve into the many reasons me and Madison should go to therapy. If you have any more questions that you want us to answer, please, please send them to us at icymi underscore pod on Twitter or email them to us at icymi at slate.com. We love hearing from y'all and y'all have incredible questions, clearly. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Amber Smith is Senior Manager of Podcast Audience Development. Alicia Montgomery is Executive Producer of Slate Podcast. See you online. Or in Paris. Or maybe just because a minor key always makes people tear up. Well, if it's pitched down, it doesn't necessarily mean it's in a minor key. Madison, please, I was trying to sound smart. (laughs) And then you you just had to do it, didn't you? (laughs) Go Gophers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you ever feel like there's nothing new in the news? You know there are urgent things happening in the world around you, but all you hear is noise. That's why we made What Next? Our goal is to tell you the stories you haven't heard before, or maybe a different side to the story you thought you already knew all about. I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next? And I love my job because it helps me cut through the noise of the news. And then I get to bring it to you. Together, we can figure out what next. What Next?